Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's news tonight, the weeknight news show where we're joined by special guests and our lovely patrons to discuss the day's gaming news. I'm your host, Derek Bittner, and I'm joined today by my good friends and GVG co-founders, Ash Paulson and Steve Bowling. No guest today because, really, this is kind of a ch- this is going to be more of a chill TNT because I think we've. Um, We've each had a bit of a, like, we all feel kind of worn down today for various reasons. Nothing bad, like, outright terrible. Except for maybe Steve, who's had a hell of a weekend that he's (laughs) telling about us. Yeah, that that was crazy (laughs) that he's telling us before the the, the whole thing um, began. But, uh, yeah, it's just uh, one of those things where it's just like, uh, we we just want to take it easy. And none of the news is too crazy. Um,. And the other thing is, is that uh, so we'll still be covering that. It's just going to be much more casual, casual, no, no stuff coming up. And you know, it's all symbolized by Garfield here, who Amy has wanted me to have this thing on TNT for a while now. <laughs> nice. She's super proud of her uh, <clears throat> Garfield phone, but uh, oh man, that's the work. phone. <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the phone. Oh, that's awesome. oh man. I remember oh, <laughs> reading a story several years back where. There's this beach somewhere in the world where old Garfield phones just continue to wash up. Like, oh gosh! At random, <laughs> That's so weird. Because, like a boat full of them sank, and they're slowly leaking out of the hull of this ship. <laughs> and so you could just walk along the beach and find a Garfield phone. <laughs> there's there's nothing really all that funny about it, but I think it's just. I mean, there's something hilarious, even though it's, it's not really on its face that funny. And I think that just speaks to the kind it's of just Monday. That it's weird been. thing. It's just I been mean, a, it's a it's a Monday. Sure. I, I like how people have t- taken the Garfield comics and just sort of remixed them in order to make them funnier. Like the Garfield without Garfield was the original one, and now they have ones where every panel, every uh, comic setup ends with him getting thrown out the window or something like that. <laughs> it's it's genuinely h- hilarious. So yeah, I don't I don't know, but um, Jared, I, uh, uh, Jared Edinger in the chat is is mentioning exactly what the problem actually is. They say, hungover from, from a wild weekend? No, and I wish that's what the problem was. There yeah. are no wild weekends anymore. There are no hangovers anymore mm. because we're not doing anything. We can't go anywhere. We can't, you know. I mean, yes, we can go out to dinner or whatever now with the way things are opening up a little bit. But, you know, yeah, my, I want to go to a damn weekend. house party or something. I want to go hang out with some friends. <laughs> just, oh, yeah. I, yeah. Every I mean, day is the same these days. And I, it's just driving me crazy. I don't know if this speaks to how I've changed over the course of this pandemic or not. But legit, the thing I want to do most is get together with both of you guys in the same room and just do one of these. Hell yes. <laughs> I want yeah. to do one of these with all of us God, in the same room. God, I would room. love that so much. That'd you know, bring be, Brandon be for good wonderful. measure, too. He can, he can man the, uh, Absolutely. the board. But, no, I, uh, like, if, if we had a studio like the Easy Allies do, we all lived in the same place, had a studio. I mean, of course, they can't use the studio as much these days, I guess, because of the pandemic. But I just – I wish we could all – record in the same physical space together I, I wish that was on the on you know yeah a possibility but it's it's not uh, yeah because I'm, I'm i'm sorry ash i am not moving again anytime soon this, this oh no i wouldn't expect you to in its, in its own no moving's right. the worst i wouldn't expect you to at all and we'll just have to wait until the first show we can do as a team which i'm i can't wait for the first convention we can do as oh, a proper yeah. team mm-hmm. i'm so excited Real quick, though, before we get too into this, because we do have a spon- our sponsor, and of course, Mondays right. are sponsored by The Game Orb, and uh, this episode of TNT is brought to you by The Game Orb, uh, who is a fledgling channel focused mostly on Nintendo content. 
It's currently running Let's Plays of uh, Splatoon 2, uh, Super Mario 35, and two new starting playthroughs, Super Mario 3D All-Stars and Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, plus plenty more. So you can subscribe to the Game Orb at the link in the description. And we've got them to, I believe, around like 167 subs, subs right now. So let's push to 200 and yes. continue to show them the GV Gang's support. But also, they do want us to pr- promote their friend's YouTube channel called Galactic Reaper, who will also have a link in the description below. So that's very kind. They can use their um, sponsorship of us to promote to help promote their friend as well. So that's that's very kind. So yeah, let's send that. them some, both of them some more support and uh, show them that we're chill dudes. <laughs> I guess I don't know <laughs> that we have the best community. <laughs> uh, yeah. I am going to post a link to Galactic Reaper's YouTube channel in the chat and pin it so you guys can go check it out and subscribe and all that good stuff. Please show them, show Galactic Reaper all the support you've shown the game more. We really appreciate both of you. Thank you mm-hmm. so much. So I guess I'll dive into why I'm really out of it today because it wasn't a bad weekend. I had a good weekend. It was just today kicked my ass because oh. um, Kai... Lovely boy that he is, decided he I, I, I he did not want to fall asleep until about one thirty last night. Oh, <laughs> he's just poor guy. He's just up for a while, and um, I, I had to take him on three separate drives because I was like, okay, let's see if I can take him on a drive earlier to, for him to fall asleep, and it lasted for about fifteen minutes after I got back home. <laughs> so I went for a later one, and I got I did my rotation, came back to bring him in, and our neighbor's AC unit is there's something wrong with it or there's something wrong with that it is massively loud uh not too bad in the house you can sort of hear this dull noise out there but just horrendously loud when you're out there uh next to it which hey that's where the driveway is um and uh getting him out of the car and as soon as i open up the door and he's up i was like son of a (laughs) so i put him back in Mm -hmm. Start driving around some more, and it just took forever. And then the kid uh, decided to wake up at um, six a.m. <laughs> Amy's not, and Amy was not feeling well. She did not have a good night's sleep, so I gave gave her a break. So I'm up at six a.m. and uh, trying to give her as much sleep as possible. So Kai and I hung out until about ten thirty this morning, just chilling together. Uh, and I have not really had a chance to really make up on my sleep yet. So I'm just sort of. In a bit of a haze, but it's okay. Mm, sure, sure. Oh, poor guy. Well, I'm glad he's feeling a little better now. Hopefully, Amy's also feeling a little better. Oh yeah, I wanted to up on sleep. I, I wanted to uh, like. I'm like really kid because <laughs> what happened? I it might be just an air, an air conditioner slash heating unit. I think I guess is the way to put it. I don't know what they call it, but mm-hmm. uh, we got this nice divider. Thanks to my grandmother, sent us uh, like, hey, we want to get you a little extra something for the move in. So uh, I got a divider for uh, the little room that I have here that denotes my office. It's an offshoot from the bedroom. So to make it more separate and feel more like an office space. And so when I'm up late night, <laughs> up late at night editing TNT, the computer, uh, life from the computer screen doesn't keep her awake. We got a nice little divider uh, that we set up and we got it all together th- today. Very cool. And uh, he... Somehow fell asleep and was all good. And we're like, well, we got a drill in order to get this thing installed. So probably going to wake the kid, poor kid up again. Slept through the entire drilling. This kid is the, wakes up wow. at the, the drop of a hat. <laughs> but the entire time we were drilling and getting this thing po- like put to, put in, he was out. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. 
That's so incredible. He's, my son is trolling me, as, a, as you can see. <laughs> hey, at least he's learning early, right? At least he's learning yeah, the, right. art, the art of the troll early. Uh, that's got that's so frustrating. Yeah, I mean, I, I, there's just, I guess, kind of just life in general, right? It's just kind of weighing, uh, mm. weighing, and you know, like I was just telling you guys, everything, every day's the same. Every day's mm-hmm. the like, same. Like for me and my wife, it's just every day. Yeah, you know, we'll go out once in a while to socially distanced restaurants, but you know, I think we're just so so sick of being home all the time, you know. And it's just, it's not exciting. It's not. You know, it's it's just uh, we're, we, I think we both just want to spice life up, right? And normally we would do that by traveling, doing a, any number of things, but we just can't do that these days. So I think we're just kind of feeling the burn. Uh, I know I'm feeling the burn in terms of just wanting to do more. You know, wanting to just have more experiences and 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 travel and just yeah, I don't know. Everything just feels like it's the same day in and day out. And but that's also I know that's something that's something everyone's feeling and, and understands mm-hmm. and. I'd love yeah. to go out to the movies. <laughs> just yeah, that was always my little escape. It was like, I'll go. I can take hour and a half, two hours, just get away from it all, watch a movie. My right. My escape used to be that I would just honestly go to like a Target or a Best Buy or something like that, and just window shop, like without mm. the pressure of feeling like I need to hurry up for my wife or my kids or anything. Just take some time to go. You know, the other thing used to be I'd go to my best friend's house, but. He moved away, so that's not a thing. He used what to go to his house and have a drink or two, play some co- couch co-op games. Uh, ever since he moved, it was more just go window shopping, go look at stuff. I'm, I'm not the type of person, despite how I may appear online, that is very outgoing or has a lot of friends, okay? So <laughs> I, I have my one good friend, and he's gone now. <laughs> um, yeah. Except for you guys. My one good local friend is what I should that's, say. That's a better way to put it. <laughs> yeah. The... The thing for me was, and I'll, I'll just give you guys, for those of you in the audience, the Cliff Notes version as to why I might not be fully myself today. Uh, my dog almost got hit by a car. I went to the Grand Canyon Ugh. with a screaming child the entire time. I barely slept. Uh, my water got shut off. Someone stole my Amazon package. I had a really eventful weekend. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, and none of the events were good. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I am fine. My family's fine. My dog, most importantly, is fine. Um, but it Jeez. was just uh, like... My heart rate was at an 11 out of 10 all weekend long, and I'm ready to just chill out. Of course it was, man. I can't even, you know, yeah. I I mean, as a former and soon again dog owner, you know, I can't imagine having – I've never had that happen, though. And that's got to be the scariest, just most horrifying experience. I'm so glad your dog's okay. There are are things in your life that happen in slow motion. Yeah. Um, Dropping your phone. (laughs) <laughs> getting, getting in a car accident and apparently also almost seeing your dog get hit by a car uh that was really really fucking terrifying like i for i was on the side of the road walking walking my dog on her leash she was properly leashed but she got really excited when she saw my wife and our other dog on the other side of the road and i it happened so fast that i don't know how she did it but she got her head completely out of her collar and then just started to book it into the street and there was a car coming real fast and fortunately you know i i instinctively yelled out her name and dove for her and it was just enough to get her to pause for a split second and the car just went right by and i my soul left my body like i was telling (laughs) ash and Derek, like once it was all over and and the wave of adrenaline hit me really hard i just barfed <laughs> I, mean, I was like my wife yeah. was like are you okay and i'm like 
retching on the side of the road. I'm like, no, I'm not okay. <laughs> yeah, of course you're not. Oh, man. Well, I mean, I, I, I did not have a um, case like that that was as harrowing, um, but I, I remember uh, in the before times, Amy and I were walking in a local park uh, with her dog, um, and you know, just taking it easy, and that... It, her dog gets loose and it it just likes to run. It is a pain because it's one of those. It's like, oh, you're close to me. I'm going to run away now. Like it does not like to come to you. Yeah. And the crazy thing that she tells me is this dog was the top of her class in in, in training school. <laughs> really? Yeah. I, I don't quite understand that one. That's but, funny. But either way, something similar happened to Steve where she just was able to – like the way I was holding it or something like that, she was somehow able to – get loose from her uh, leash. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to, I don't feel like chasing her all over this park. So it happened to rain, rain the night before. And that's important because as I went for, for, for her, my foot slipped in some re- nearby mud and down I went into mud. Like just oh, tire geez. rights out of my body covered in mud. And <laughs> the funny thing is that's actually what caused her to come a little bit closer to me. Um, and we were able to get her relatively quick, quick, quickly, but then I was punished even further because another dog owner came up and decided to spend the next half hour, 45 minutes breaking down the way to train your dog Oh God! and just couldn't get away. Oh. And like had, had, he had one of those things where, um, like he was, I like, got this clicking thing and all this other stuff. And I'm like. I'm just looking at this, like, as like trying to just, uh, uh, and sh- trying to get towards the exit to go to the car because I'm covered in mud and I want to go home and change. Yeah. I want to go home and change. I'm not in a good mood, but I'm like, all right. And the guy keeps going, but I'm looking at his dog as he's saying all this, like how he's so well behaved and does what he does. He knows he's master. And like, this is the most miserable looking freaking dog I've ever seen in my life. He's just like, he's not happy. He's just like, yep, I'm here. <laughs> my yeah. life just endless work. <laughs> yeah. Right? It just, I can't enjoy anything. It's just, yep, listen to the click. Okay, sure. <laughs> right. Yeah, uh, that's that's not fun for anyone involved. I, I remember I, I tried uh, the, the first ever dog I had. I, we tried to train her, uh, took her to a training class, and it was mostly kind of – it was it was a, a, an epic fail, essentially. This dog, I, I loved her to death, and I always will, but she was the laziest Yorkie I've ever, <laughs> ever known. And, like, I couldn't even get her to jump through, like, a little – hop over a little hoop – to, to get a treat, she would just every time she'd duck, duck and swerve underneath it to the side, so she wouldn't have to do any work whatsoever. And it never stuck. It never so she was house trained, but we couldn't really get her to do anything more than that. And she was just like, "I really don't care. I'm gonna put as little effort as possible into anything you try to make me do." And I was like, "You know what? I, I it's, and this was years and years and years ago when I was still living at home. I was a kid. So as an adult, you know what? I respect it. I respect <laughs> right. where she was coming. You respect from. it I, more." I get it. I get where she was coming from, and I, I totally I, – I, I understand. In its own yeah. way, that's its own kind of hustle. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it really, really is. utterly committed to laziness. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Um, break room uh, – Brandon, voice of God, Break Room Arcade in the chat uh, mentioned their own slow-mo moment that they had in middle school. Uh, they had a carton of milk thrown at them in a, in a middle school food fight. That uh, was a slow-mo never, moment. I Brandon. never encountered a food fight in school. You know what? I don't think I did either. The yep. yeah, the, the, the I, most, I did have a food fight thing, not a food a food related thing, but you go ahead, Steve. I was going to say the most disappointing thing in the world is when you somehow have one of those moments of extremely heightened awareness, 
and you still can't do anything to fix what's happening. I remember <laughs> I had I was I was very very broke and I had bought my first MacBook which big purchase like a MacBook Pro is like $2000. They're very expensive. Mm-hmm. And I dropped it. <laughs> I dropped it from like shoulder height. I was holding it oh. and I dropped it and I watched it like fall and I was like just stick your foot out and it'll be fine. And my body just didn't do it. And I just watched it impact the cement <laughs> right like two centimeters away from my shoes. I was like, I'm really disappointed in myself right now. <laughs> my brand new MacBook has a dent because oh. I can't move my feet. Oh, that is the worst. <laughs> That's yeah. heartbreaking. Um, what was it? It was, uh, oh, I missed. Oh, yeah. Adam Davis in the chat says, my dog once walked into the pool and just sank. And that, that's pretty funny, but I'm going to assume that that story does have a happy ending, right? You're, yeah. I'm sure your dog got back out of the pool at some point. I just want to I make pi- sure that that's as funny as it sounds and not really sad. I pictured, like, old video game mechanics where your character just walks into water and they're still just doing the walking animation as they go to the bottom. Oh, uh-huh. 100%. Oh. Speaking of, uh... Hmm? The dog is dead now. Oh, Oh, not oh, not related. Oh, to not the related pool. to the pool. Oh, okay. Jesus Christ, my heart, Adam. Like I. <sighs> okay, I'm glad it's not no, related. To at the that pool. point, the dog is just suicidal. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my heart. Okay. Oh well, my God. Speaking of video games, I was just going to say that I did have the chance, thankfully, to uh, sit down this weekend and uh, play Bowser's Fury. So I, I was going to play Bowser's Fury first, but then I got sucked back into Super Mario 3D World and had it remind me why it's actually one of my favorite 3D Mario games. So I had to replay that first, even Whoa. though I 100%ed it on Wii U. <laughs> nice. And then I played Bowser's Fury. Fun little experiment. It only took me maybe, what, five or six hours to get all 100 cat shines, but cool, yeah. cool little yeah. experiment. Yeah. I- I've only had the chance to play through the first set of islands, um, but what I played was fun. Um, See? Though waiting for Bowser uh, to—that's open the... things sucks. Yeah, that's like I think that fun. killed all menace he has. Yeah, yeah. The, the whole Fury Bowser thing, or God Slayer Bowser, as I prefer to call him, <laughs> that that is both really cool and also really not depending on when you need him to show up and and kind of where you are and what you're doing at the time that he decides to show up so it's definitely both a good and bad thing i think bowser's fury is perfectly paced for a 50 cat shine run sure and that back Mm, 50 makes the seams show really bad yeah i could see that um but I, I am glad that it came hand in hand with me, with me being just reminded how fantastic Super Mario 3D World is. I, I loved it back on Wii U, but I'd kind of just forgotten about it a little bit, I guess, in favor of games like 64 and Galaxy. And Galaxy is still my favorite 3D Mario, but you know what? Super Mario 3D World is in my top three favorite 3D Marios. It has to be. I nice. love the way that game does not condescend to the player. It starts off with the kid gloves coming right off. I mean, it's just, it, it expects more of the player than most 3D Mario games do. Sure, they'll shower you in lives. You, you don't ever have to worry about getting a game over. But you'll also lose a bunch of lives, too, going through route if you're not prepared for the level of challenge that game wants to throw at you. And well, you also blow through lives if you're playing multiplayer. <laughs> that, too, especially if you're playing multiplayer. But, yeah, I just, I just feel that the game uh, requires a level of, of skill and dedication from the player that a lot of 3D Mario games, especially more recent ones, don't. And I really like that about it. So just a little aside on, on how much I reminded myself that I love 3D World. Nice. I really want to play more of it. I beat it uh, for the review. 
But um, I've been holding off on playing it more because uh, Mario 3D World on the Wii U is the very first video game my daughter ever played oh, like in her cool. entire life. And so I've been wanting to, you know, because I, I taught her how to use controllers with that game. And so I really want to come back now that she's almost eight years old and have her play it on the Switch with me and just, you know, as, as kind of like a weird, like, gaming growth chart, if you will. Mm-hmm. Like, have her come back to it and be like, hey, let's play this. Now that you're at an age where I don't have to explain what the jump button does and I don't have to explain basic mechanics. I would love to see how she handles it now versus how she did uh, when oh, she yeah. was much younger. Nice. That's so cool. Awesome. I, I didn't realize that was the, the first game she played. That's really neat. Um, the other game I'm, I'm working on is Steve Knows. Uh, I've been kind of chipping away uh, at The Last of Us Part Two. Yes. And this is a game that I'm not... Steve says that it ends. He says it ends. <laughs> but I And, and I, I have to believe that it ends, but I still... <laughs> it keeps going, and I can't believe how long this game <laughs> continues to be. And uh, I think I actually am pretty close to the end now, according to what you said, Steve. But this is one of those games where, like, I want to finish it, but I also don't because there's nothing, nothing good or happy or uplifting <laughs> or hopeful or even slightly just a smidge positive about how I know this is going to go. It's just horrifically sad and horrible, and I hate it, and I don't want to see how it all ends, but I have to. <laughs> I, ha- I-, I hate it, but I also love it. You know, it's like one of those things. You know, I, I do want to say, though, real quick, games need to have bad endings more often. Like, bad outcomes, I should say. Not, like, mm, bad endings sure. in terms of just a shitty ending. But, like, games shouldn't always end on a happy note. There should there should be more games where you just end on something bad. The ultimate way, in my mind, to set up a game for a sequel is to have a bad ending. Like I, That's why I actually really like... Mm-hmm. Um, the setup for Dragon Quest Builders, the original one, because the idea of it is this is what happened to the world if the hero chose to join the uh, the Dragon Lord. Yeah, in the original yeah. game, that's that's a cool setup. Yeah, it's compelling. Like mm-hmm. I, I can't I believe I'm about to make this comparison, but Rocky Two was only as good as it was because Rocky One ended with Rocky losing. Mm. Right. You could probably there, say the same thing as Star Wars uh, Episode Five, right? Empire Strikes Back. Like, that's the thing that... Yeah, the characters try so hard like, and, yeah, and manage they, they to... lose at the end. They eke out a, a some kind of victory, but for the most part, it's like, ugh, this this, this is rough. Yeah. Yep. I love, I love it. I just, I just wish more games would shy away from this idea that you need to make the player feel good at the end of the game. Yeah, so I agree. agree. Amy's kind of the antithesis of that because she'll be outright de- uh, depressed if uh-huh. it doesn't have a ha- if ha- it doesn't have a happy ending because she I, just feels everything so much. So I'm so, see, I'm kind of like that. It's tough. Yeah. What's what's her take on Age of Calamity's ending then? I I think she enjoyed it. I th- I think she enjoyed. it. I'm not sure how much she uh, played it too much. Uh, played it too much, but um, I'm not sure how much she saw me play. Um, but I think she's okay with it. I think she liked that idea. Interesting. Uh, a, a more mm-hmm. recent uh, example, and I'm not going into uh, spoilers, but she uh, she wasn't the biggest fan of uh, WandaVision's ending. Oh no! Oh, I loved it. I well, I mean, too. I loved it in the sense that it hurt. I mean, it was it was great to watch, mm-hmm. but I feel, of course, horrible for Wanda. But yeah, you know, you know what's interesting. Uh, 
my wife Ashley also hated the ending. Like she ugly cried for like a half hour after it was. Oh over. man, I definitely cried. I, I had to. I had to. Like I was like, I felt so bad for her because she started out with this show being so happy with all of the. Um, homages in the beginning she's like oh this is so cool and the more it became marvel like the more i could see her kind of checking out as time Mm -hmm. was going on uh as those pastiches went away they're not non-existent in the final episode um so i'm like i felt bad for and we needed something happy so (laughs) on disney (laughs) plus and we watched the um the brandy version of cinderella (laughs) Oh, nice! <laughs> which nice. Very um, cool, yeah. Which I remember watching that as a kid, and uh, you know, she was she was enjoying it because it's it is cheesy as hell. But um, uh-huh. that one, the one Whitney Houston song when she's the fairy godmother has been stuck in my head ever since. Exactly, Brian Calabro. Impossible. That song has been stuck in my head <laughs> ever nice. since we watched that on Friday, and I wow. can't get it out. <laughs> <laughs> did did uh, did Amy approach WandaVision as a Marvel MCU fan, or did she no. approach it as someone who just wanted to watch, like, oh, this sitcom, and this looks really cute? Pro- and- yeah, she's, like, watched okay. a few things here and there, but she's not a... Oof, yeah, because if you're not if you're not like yeah. going into it from the standpoint of wanting to see what happens in the MCU and see where these characters go, that it gets... WandaVision gets heavy, mm. and yeah, so I can see why maybe that wasn't... That wasn't her thing. And, she, and that's the thing is... Oh, go ahead, Derek. She has found herself kind of interested in Doctor Strange, though. Just because oh, okay, we, cool. watched, we liked watching all the theory videos and mm-hmm. um, everybody always mentions, you know, how Wanda's back for uh, Multiverse of Madness. Right. So. Um, I agree with you, Steve. I do think more games need to be okay with having sad endings and not every game needs to have a happy ending. But I will say I have found it to be a struggle to always be in the mood to make progress in last of us oh, part absolutely. two because i know mm. that when i sit down to play this game i'm gonna have fun but it's a very specific kind of fun it's not gonna make me feel better about my life after oh, i'm yeah. done playing it and no. and so it's it's been it, it's been hard for me to finish the game just because you know i'm playing it amid the pandemic right and real life is already pretty sad so to play then play a game about a much worse pandemic where all these people are doing horrifically horrible things to each other throughout and you have to kill dogs. You know, not not a great feel good game. <laughs> feel yeah. good game. No, not really. And as I think about it, it's funny. I, I I think about it now that I've had a weird experience with Last of Us because uh, I played The Last of Us Remastered. I actually had to give up on my first playthrough of The Last of Us Remastered years ago because I happened to be playing it while I was. I, this is when I was still working at Udon full time, and I happened to be copy editing a manga version of Les Mis. And I had oh, to, God. I couldn't drop work because work oh, wow. is work, right? So yeah. I had to stop playing The Last of Us because, you know, you got Last of Us on one hand, you got Les Mis in the other. It's a lot of sad. It's a lot of sad. <laughs> it is a lot of sad. <laughs> so I had, to, I had to restart Last of Us Remastered later on once I'd finished my Les Mis project. Ash mm-hmm. was briefly a member of the Depression Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, Vedran Hotik just beat uh, Persona 5 Strikers. And yeah, th- th- that that is a happy game. Although that is kind of bad in a... In a uh, it's torturous in another way because of the pandemic going on. Because they're, you know, the whole thing is they're going around Japan for a lot of these things. And yeah. most of the time, and you'll, you'll feel this, Ash... They are. They talk about how good the food is constantly. They'll talk nice. about, "Oh, we're here. We got to eat this thing, and we're we're here. We got to eat this." It's like, I want it. I want to try it. Mm-hmm. And the whole camping aspect, the whole going around uh, the country, it's so homey. It feels like a nice road trip. And it's like, dang it, I want to be able to do this. This sucks. Nice. But uh, the game, the game is 
Lovely. Uh, I, I really did enjoy it, and uh, you know the reviews up, so you got you got my thoughts there. Um, but otherwise, I did take a bit of time since I. Uh, if anybody was wondering what happened to uh, the Road to Endwalker series, basically when I went to edit it, which was about five hours of uh, video to go through, the first hour and a half. Uh, got corrupted <laughs> so and it was just not cooperating with me and i basically after spending like three or four hours working on this it's like i still have to actually watch all this stuff and mm-hmm. get it edited and i just i i was like okay i'm i i can't i can't i'm gonna lose interest in this game if i do it in this method so i um basically i'm only gonna come i'm only gonna be streaming or showing off uh 14 when big things happen, like massive raids or uh, maybe some more important sense. story stuff, like maybe towards like if I once I'm at the final few things of um, the uh, Realm Reborn main story, because mm-hmm. uh, I, I, it's from what I've seen with Amy, because she's way ahead of me. It gets it gets pretty epic from what I can tell just listening. It's like, holy crap. So that's, that's probably a good point point to stream. But otherwise, I'm uh, making uh, pretty decent progress through the game it is still lovely i'm looking forward to you guys checking it out because i feel like uh you'll really dig it there's some great great uh remixes in there um and i just unlocked the the other night the gold the gold saucer there's a gold saucer in this game oh what oh yeah cool it is i gotta see that oh it's it's cool Basically, there is there is so much to do in the gold house, uh, saucer. There's so instances cool. where you can earn extra stuff, whether it's a uh, uh, shooting mini game uh, that you can do. Uh, there's a platforming mini game that you do, which is an odd thing in an MMO. Um, there are uh, little uh, mini games that you can do that are cheap to play, but um, they're callbacks to how the uh, gathering mechanics worked in the original 1.0 release of Final Fantasy 14, and my God, they are awful. Oh, like, wow, that's you, funny. You, if you think about it in a way, like outside of a game of chance for just fun, it's like, oh God, if I had to actually do this, because it's like, oh, you have to chop in order to chop down this bit and get get your materials, but it's constantly going up and down, and you got to stop it at a certain point, and like, oh, nope, not there. Try another place. Up, oh, not there. Try another place. And you only get like six hits, so it's like, oh, this oh, sucks. God. Right. Uh, it was yeah, not a good mechanic. Um, other stuff that you can do, they have uh, they have a, a game where you're. It's, it's kind of reminded me of uh, uh, Fall Guys because you're in oh. the, the center arena and Typhon is rotating around, and you got to <laughs> try to figure out where he's going to stop and be out of his way because he'll blow players off. And you got to last if you can last more oh, rounds cool. out of the five, you get more of a reward. Okay, so nice. It's fun how they work that in. Um, and as far as the main ones, they have uh, lottery drawings, triple triad from Final Fantasy VIII's in the game. Which oh god, what? triple yeah. triad that nice. brings me back. Triple triads in the game. It has uh, I think there's 512 cards to collect in the game, which well, is ridiculous. That I will, let me tell you what I will not be doing as part of what I fear will already be a huge time sink in Final Fantasy XIV when I do start it in May. Uh. But yeah, I don't have time to catch to yeah. collect and, over five hundred cards. And, and I do have to ask. You mentioned Typhon. Ultros has that? to be there too, right? Oh, you mentioned Ashes. Typhon. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Oh, did I? Yeah, you no, kind of cut out a little bit, but it'll oh, be there. Yeah. What were you saying? Uh, so you mentioned Typhon. Ultros has to be there too, right? Yes. During okay. the shooting game, he showed up for me. He nice. Was nice. Just hanging Hell out in the yeah. background. So Ultros, Ultros was there, and as uh, Brandon in the chat is mentioning, 
there is chocobo racing. I can't do it yet, uh, but there is chocobo racing. So there's that whole aspect. And another thing that I'm probably never going to touch, there's Mahjong. And I just took oh. a quick glance at the rules. I'm like, nope. <laughs> I have, oh, I have never understood Mahjong. I am not touching uh, Mahjong. Just, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, is, there, is there a snowboarding game? Unfortunately not. There's no snowboarding mini game. Oh, okay. But there's okay. a lot of like cool... So you're out of 10. It's, it's a good way to get uh, mounts, minions, uh, special other things. Um, it's 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 fun. It's it's easy to lose a lot of time in there. And I'm still trying to get through. I was so disappointed because I reached uh, level 30. Finished up all of my Lancer quests. Which mean, to me, it was like, oh, cool. I can now become a, an official Dragoon. I'm ready for it. And like I finished it. And I'm like, oh, um why is it not happening? Why is there no mission? So I looked it up and I, uh, <laughs> I was not, I'm not far enough in the main story quest. Oh. I'm like a dozen story quests behind from oh, un- wow. unlocking the ability to actually become a Dragoon. I'm like, son of a gun. So, well, you'll get there and I, I'll get there, I, I but... will eventually get there. Uh, but I am looking forward to playing it starting in May. Uh, I don't know what to expect. All I know what to expect is a lot of final fantasy fan service and great music. And uh, mm. my first ever MMO, really, that I'm, like, really going to spend serious time playing, I think. So I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really cool. Um, Whoa. I, the more I play, I, like, I, I think to myself every so often, Ash would like this. <laughs> uh, reg- uh, sorry. Wolf X Blake says they added the regalia from 15, and it's a four-person mount. And let me tell you, it's the coolest thing in the game. Yeah. That's awesome. And, oh, that that's so cool. Uh, and, of course, any- it, uh, okay. it'll turn into its flying form when you get flying mounts. That's so cool. I love that. What? Uh, Wataniak asks, uh, hate to kill the flow of things, but did we start the news yet? No, we haven't, actually. This is kind of a more freewheeling, casual show. Just kind of, you know, we open it up to all of our patrons, not just the live audience. Just kind of shooting the shit. But we are going to discuss some news topics here pretty soon. We just have a more casual show today. Yeah. So, Real real quick, though, I I want to circle back just for a sec. uh, Just because Derek was talking about... uh, road trips and food and i saw that uh brandon our our friend mentioned that he edited our our other good friend roger bases uh japan trip for him and that it was just man no that that is just touching back on the pandemic real quick i mean i've gotten huge during the pandemic but <laughs> I, and i am utterly terrified of what will happen when I'm finally allowed to travel again, because one of my favorite things to do when the world was normal in the before times was to travel and, and purposely seek out whatever like the hot spots were to eat at wherever I went. Cause it's just a fun thing. Like to, Same. to, to see like, you know, where are the, mm. where's the place that the local people, wherever I'm at, like to hang out, what is the legendary restaurant, you know, around, around these parts. And I'm still going to do that but I'm easily like 60 pounds heavier than I was. And I am terrified that I'm going to be like, I've got to make up for lost time now. I need to eat everything. <laughs> Just and I've gained so much more all. capacity for food. Oh, <laughs> so. I, I guarantee you I will be doing that. I mean, I certainly have gained a little bit of weight during the pandemic as well. And uh, I, I do need to get that off. But when we're able to travel again, I, my, my wife and I all bets can are literally, off. oh, all bets are off. My, my wife and I in the before times already liked to eat our way through Japan. Like we, we would just eat our way through the country of Japan because the food there is just so incredible. And we will be doing that again as soon as we can, regardless of my weight or our weight or whatever. Yeah. I, I, I if it wasn't for Amy, I'd probably be, uh, gaining weight, <laughs> gaining weight along with you guys. Cause I certainly, 
wasn't the healthiest. So <laughs> she she's a good influence on me. So I'll, I'll, that's I'll, good. Thank God. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I will say, like, when whenever we get to do this, the other thing I want to do, and this goes back to GVG, is I want to meet the guests that we've had on this show. Mm-hmm. Like we, have, oh yeah, I, through through TNT, I've met so many awesome people. Roger being one of them, uh, you know, Scott, all the folks that we've had on this show that have been so incredible. Like, I'd love to actually meet them. And it, she says he's awesome. Mm-hmm. I would. Oh, he's he's oh, such yeah. a great guy. Yeah, yeah. I he's a lot of fun to hang for, out with in person too. For us to all be able to get together again and hang out and do stuff like that. But we do have like a couple news stories. So. Well, I mean, I was actually yes. gonna. You know, we had a very natural segue to one of our news stories because, you know, they're not going to have any graphics or anything like that. We're just talking about uh, some of them that caught our interest. And, uh, well, Super Nintendo World is officially opening in Japan on March 18th. Oh, which, that's um, food. <laughs> that's cool. I don't know. Hopefully, I mean, hey, if things are going this well in Japan that they're able to open like this, I guess we'll see uh, Sakurai in the office for the next uh, presentation. Yeah. That's the thing is I didn't think things were going well with the pandemic in Japan. So this actually surprises me that it's happening so soon. I thought they were really struggling with it as well. Um, I guess they got it back under control. I guess. I hope they did because, I mean, this seems like it could be a really, really dangerous thing to have happen if they're still really struggling in the, the worst of the pandemic. So maybe things have, have gotten a little better lately. Uh, I, I hope so. Or maybe they'll open at limited capacity. Like twenty five percent capacity, but I don't know if that's what they're doing. Uh, maybe, so. but the other thing is, is that um, you know, Nintendo of America tweeted this out as well. It's like, really, <laughs> you're going to do this to us? <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, to- this Nintendo Everything news story does not say they're opening at limited capacity. Sorry, Steve, go ahead. I was going to say, to be fair, I just looked up the statistics, and they are trending downward. Okay, um, okay. but they're they're not by any any stretch out of the woods uh, it shows that as of the seventh of this month there were 1722 new cases and the seven day average was a uh, 1038 new cases a day so mm-hmm. not not terrible numbers but i mean and i, and I think you want our that numbers number to are be as close to... to zero as possible <laughs> yeah i think our numbers are starting to decrease as well but um they're still massive it's still way too high uh, and the other thing, I've, wow! I've, what? Uh, so, so just real quick, the same data point, the same date, right? For the uh, U.S., uh, oh the God. number of new cases. Uh, remember, Japan's was seventeen hundred. Mm-hmm. Ours is forty thousand three hundred thirty-six new cases, and yep. Japan's average was one thousand thirty-eight cases per day for the last seven days. Our seven-day average is fifty-eight thousand seven hundred forty-five. I'm so I mean, tired of us. <laughs> I really am too. I really am so tired because of us. as somebody mentioned here, uh, you know, it's like cool. Everybody's getting the vaccine, and people are starting to get that. You know, to get the shot. How much? You know, how much you want to bet? There's a lot of idiots out there. It's like, oh yeah, I got the shot. Didn't actually get the shot because they don't want to wear a mask. Oh yeah. Well, I'm hoping. I I was talking about this with my wife last night. I'm hoping that by by the third or fourth quarter of the year that we start getting shows opening up again, like, like packs, mm, like things I like hope. that. But I hope that as a condition of attendance, you are a required to wear a mask and B required to present proof of vaccination. Yes. Because you mm. do get proof that you've been vaccinated. So when you apply, they should say, Hey, 
you you also need to send in your vaccination card to prove that you have received right. the COVID-19 vaccine. I would be okay with attending a show if that was if the requirements were that strict. But yeah, that is me too. almost certainly the only condition under which I would gladly attend. No, mm-hmm. I agree. And it's such a diffi- difficult ethical consideration too though cuz and, and not so much where shows are concerned but like travel for example like you know to get, to get to PAX we would need to travel to Seattle. And I would also prefer to travel knowing that in order to fly, you have to present proof of vaccination and you know temperature, temperature check, whatever. But I also know that when it comes to traveling, there's an ethical concern there where should people be grounded if they, for whatever reason, religious reasons, whatever, don't want to get the vaccine. And I, I get that. But at the same time, I also get not putting people at risk, especially people who don't, can't make that choice if they want to, you know, to be put at risk. So I feel much better needing proof of a vaccination to fly, to get into events like this, concerts, raves, conventions. Yeah, I hear mm-hmm. you, Steve. Yeah, for, for me, it's, it's interesting because the same type of person <laughs> that would <laughs> complain about being required to wear a mask or, or being required to show proof of vaccination for something is usually the same type of person who, when uh, things are going their way, will talk about, you know, the marketplace <laughs> voting and, and businesses having rights to make decisions right. on their own. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, hey, um, take take a teaspoon of your own medicine for once. And, you know, if you get told you can't board a plane because you don't want to wear a mask or you don't want to get vaccinated, well, man, I guess you're going to have mean, to... This is... I, I'm reminded of a Futurama quote. Um, <laughs> uh this is the worst kind of uh, discrimination, the kind against me. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's well said. <laughs> so uh, I, I was curious because I went onto the uh, Universal Studios Japan uh, website to just see how much uh, a ticket to uh, Universal Studios costs. And uh, for 12 or over, it's 7,800 yen with tax. So whew, about 80 bucks. Those are you're you're inching up close to Disneyland prices that's, there. I know, yeah, right? that's one day. Children ages four to eleven are uh, fifty four hundred fifty four hundred yen with tax, and seniors are uh, sixty five and over are seventy one hundred with tax. So seniors don't even get that much of a discount. Well, I, yeah. I've been to Universal Osaka twice before Super Nintendo World was even a thing, and I believe that's what the, the prices were then as well. So that that registers as pretty normal to me. Right, I, I, I'm not, yeah. I wasn't familiar with Universal Studios Japan, so mm-hmm. I was just curious. Right, um, yeah, I, 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 it's it, more than anything, or more than ever, it's seeming like no matter how fast we all get vaccinated, no matter how you know how this all goes, masks are probably here to stay for the long term. You know, right? And, uh, yeah, I yeah, mean, and, and that sucks. But at the same time, like maybe it's, maybe it's just me, or maybe it's just us. I don't know. But I don't really care about. I mean, I like. I don't mind wearing masks that much. It's. I don't like it. I would prefer not to. But it doesn't. It's not ruining my life to have to bring a mask with me when I go out and put it on when I walk into a grocery store or wherever. I just don't get the the feverish hate for I'm masks. I'm gonna play devil's advocate here for just a minute. <laughs> All right. Only because I do think that there are some. I find a one. I wear a mask everywhere I go. And I probably leave the house more than any of the three of us because I've got so many kids. (laughs) (laughs) So there's always a reason for me to go pick someone up from school or go do something else. But um, I don't mind wearing it just about anywhere I go. That's fine. Except, Mm -hmm. except I will say when in the rare instances that I have to wrangle all four children 
and and other stuff at the same time sure. yeah. i find myself just out of breath i mean i am oh yeah like to the point that i will in certain instances have to like find a quiet place to go sit down and just pull it down for a minute and get a few good breaths and then pull it back up and go and and I, i'll do that outside I'm, I'm not indoors but i mean i'm reminded of the last time i i really took a major major trip with my family uh because we went to michigan to go see my wife's parents um because her dad's house had just caught fire and there was you know mm-hmm. just it was a bad situation. We needed to be there. So we took the kids too. Oh, well, we took two of the four kids, but it was 110 <laughs> outside oh. here in Phoenix. And I was walking with two kids, one who was asleep in a car seat and luggage. And I mean, I'm just pouring sweat. I can Ugh. barely breathe. Yeah. Like I, by the time we got to the escalator just outside the airport, I was like, all right. I, I need a minute to recompose myself before we continue on. And by the time we got to the actual, like, uh, area to board, I I felt like I needed to get that damn mask off so bad. I mean, I didn't. I still, you know, stuck with it for the next three hours as we flew to Michigan. But mm. the minute I was in a place where I could take it off, I was so relieved. I mean, but those are yeah. Yeah. extreme circumstances. Right. Right. right, and um, I mean, and, and and someone in the chat earlier, it scrolled past me. So I apologize, but someone was mentioning how it's not fun to wear uh, a mask when you have glasses because your glasses fog up. And I will say, yeah. I don't, I very rarely wear glasses going out, but I did a couple of times, and yes, that that's a pain in the ass for sure. It doesn't happen as often as when it first started, though. That's I guess good. I figured it out. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. You know what's interesting is um, I I posted this on Twitter. Uh, I recently had a GVG mask made up. I'm going out. I may as well rep our brand. And uh, <laughs> the masks are, I guess I've been used to like wearing the same three or four cloth masks for a while now. They've just become a part of my wardrobe. Mm-hmm. But I, this is my first brand new one in a while because I recycle the same ones. You know, I just wash them and wear them again. And uh, the GVG mask was like really tight <laughs> like it was, oh, yeah. it, because it had never been worn at all. And my wife tried it on, and she was wearing glasses, and sure enough, like, within two or three minutes, her glasses were completely fogged up from her own breath, and it was the Mm -hmm. funniest thing in the world to me. I was like, is this (laughs) an anime? Like, are you really excited right now? Yeah, I love it. (laughs) That's cool. She's plotting. She just needs to go, like, hmm. (laughs) The sheen goes on. Yeah. Um, Oh, God. Jenny G, I visited Florida back in September, and the humidity with a mask was painful. Oh, God, that sounds awful. Yeah, I bet. I, I've never had to wear a mask in, in humid weather before. We don't get a lot of humid weather uh, out here in L.A., so I haven't had to do that yet, but I can imagine that's not fun at all. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and for those of you that are asking, just because I've gotten, no joke, probably about 30 questions about this since I posted that dumb selfie on Twitter. Uh, yeah, the masks are definitely, we're, we're planning to sell those. I just want to find, well, I wanted to verify they fit. I still want Derek and Ash to try them out, too. Uh, yeah, because it's not fair for me to make that decision by myself. But <laughs> when mm-hmm. if if and when they do go on sale, they will be at a minimal profit because the point is to help you get a mask and not to bilk you on getting a mask. But if right. you want to make us some money from merch, we will have a shirt <laughs> and that we'll <laughs> yes. actually see some profit from. But yeah. the yeah. idea of the mask is that uh, we're going to price it as low as we can afford to without losing money on each one sold. Uh, because if I remember correctly, a dollar of it goes to help feed the hungry, which is really cool. And right. then uh, 
you know, we, we can charge. Basically, they let us charge up to the point where they would lose money. And that's, you know, they're okay with us making nothing, but they got to make something. So. Right. <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, more to come on that. But I will help the guys get masks ordered today and shirts ordered today. And then hopefully yeah, soon I'll do that right after all in GVG merch on one of these episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'd say good. I'll do that right after we're done and get yeah. that ordered so we can try it and get these on get these on sale so people can get them because I can see from the chat that a lot of you want them and not even just today. It's so many so many of you very graciously want to buy GVG merch and that is happening a lot sooner than I think any of us expected. Yeah, I think, I, I think merch was something that we always plan to do, but probably significantly down the line. But we just didn't expect to grow as quickly as we have and, and have people want merch as much as you do. So thank you for that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Hmm. So we'll we'll let you know. We'll keep you updated on on merch stuff as soon as we know more. But the first samples have come out pretty good. But we made some tweaks to the shirts, so I got to make sure those are are good to go because I wasn't super happy with the first run. Right, right. Um, well, another story that came out today that we I guess could have reacted to if we wanted to, but even though we know <laughs> nothing about it, uh, involved Monster Hunter. As uh, the presentation today revealed that uh, Monster Hunter Stories 2 will be releasing worldwide on July 29th, and there's going to be a second Monster Hunter Rise demo on March 11th that adds in an advanced quest in which you fight the the box monster (laughs) Magnamalo. Okay, yeah. So, uh, (laughs) Brandon in the chat. I cut... Yeah, exactly. Brandon's not wasting any time. I know um, Brandon. Yeah, is it just me? It's like, hey, it, it, I, I mean, honestly, I don't know anything about Monster Hunter, but it feels weird to be like, hey, here's a demo where you fight the like the the box monster from uh, Pokemon. Like, just like uh, like so, just imagine like, cool. Here you go, fight uh, the Lugia. So <laughs> as our right. demo. Right. My understanding, and I know Brandon's probably going to roast me for this for trying to speak out of turn, but um, it's, it's for me that what I gl- have gleaned from years of observing Monster Hunter is that it's more in mm. like the setup for how you approach these hunts because they are more open ended. Like you know, you can you can set up any number of ways for these hunts, but uh, I, I don't know that that's like I don't think it carries the same weight as like a legendary Pokemon, for instance. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Um, uh, according according to uh, both BJ Bovia and Brandon, the flagship monster is never the final boss. So uh, right. that's that's, that's what I understood as well from the uh, Monster Hunter art books I've edited for Udon. They like they the way the the monsters have, were, I guess, just separated in each uh, one for each section. I was like, yeah. oh yeah, this is the box monster, but it's not the ultimate monster. Yeah. You yeah. think this? You think this guy's awesome? Now nah, he's a chump. He's a real. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he's the real. Uh, challenge, you know. Weirdly enough, July's kind of filling up all of a sudden. We've got Monster Hunter Stories two. Uh, now we've got uh, Blaster Master Zero three is also July. Skyward Sword HD, like uh. July's like filling up for for games I, I care about. Because as I've as I know, yeah, Steve, you mentioned this too. None of us here are huge Monster Hunter hardcore fans, but I think the story driven experience that Stories two seems to kind of embody is something that would appeal to us personally a little more. So I mean, I'm yeah. kind of curious about stories. The too. little bit that I saw of uh, stories one seemed fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I agree. It seemed pretty entertaining. Uh, the one thing I will say is that character design and art style can carry a game a very long way for me. And mm-hmm. stories nails it. I love mm-hmm. the look and presentation of that game. I do too. 
Yeah. Nice. Yeah, BJ Bovia says stories are legit JRPGs. That appeals to me. Okay, you you sold me right there. If that's true, then if that's just if that's the Monster Hunter JRPG story driven experience, I'm down to check that out for sure. I'm I'm just yeah. glad that I can say my summer is mostly spoken for at this point because we've got Skyward Sword HD, which to me is a, a tentpole release in July, mm-hmm. and then No More Heroes three on August twenty right. seventh. Which hell yeah! Speaking real quick, just a quick shout out. Our friends at Nintendo Force sent me over this, uh, which oh, is nice. their latest oh, cool. issue of the magazine, which uh, NVIDIA blurs this out <laughs> way more than it should. But this mm-hmm. is their No More Heroes 3 cover story. It is That's excellent, awesome. and I recommend you check it out. There's also an interview with Suda51 in the magazine, which is also really great. Nice. Right. Yeah, there's not too much I'm seeing in March. Uh, it seems like a pretty chill month, which is pretty cool. Um, other than on the 26th is apparently when everything comes out because that's when Battle and Wonderworld, It Takes Two, Monster Hunter and Monster Hunter Rise come out. Uh, so everybody just waited for the end of March in order to uh, release a lot of things. Although of those, I probably, I mean, It Takes Two seems interesting. Be fun to play with Amy. Um, Battle and Wonderworld, well. <laughs> yeah. I, can't wait I, I love that Ash's, I don't know what to expect from that. Yeah, I can't yeah. wait for Ash's review of that game. I am. I'm looking. Oh, have we have we decided I'm reviewing it? I thought Derek I, was, but I'm down. I mean, oh, I don't one know. of the Sorry. one of the two of us. I figure one, we'll one take of you guys. You, All right, I have if we get it early, interest. <laughs> um, but April, yeah. but April is even more exciting because that's when you know uh, Oddworld fans get Oddworld Soulstorm, uh, Saga Frontier Remastered just comes out, and um, New Wonder Boy, Asha, and Monster World. Oh, right, I gotta play um, that. And then, of course. Towards the end of April is when we get near Replicant and new Pokemon Snap and the same day as new Pokemon Snap, Returnal. So it's like, damn. Man, that's May, right. perfect. April there's and three of us. There's three big games. <laughs> yeah. I right. guess out of, man, I'd love to take near Replicant, but I have a feeling I'm. You know, it's pretty much Pokemon Snap for me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, and I, I'm obviously a huge near guy as well after playing it. It's like we're the opposite, Derek. We, we both love near, but you've only played the original and I've only played Automatus. So like we're yeah. coming at it from so opposite you, ends. It'd be interesting how, how you yeah. feel, uh, feel about that one. That sounds like a great discussion topic. It, it would be. If we, can, <laughs> if we can get two copies, I would love to do a discussion with Ash I, about it. I promise to give it my my level best <laughs> right. oh resident evil 8 uh that's also is, may. no it's may 7th so very right. quickly and then on the 14th is when the famicom detective club games and mass effect legendary edition comes out so uh right. basically once march hits there's a ton of games coming out what happened in june not being full <laughs> i know right yeah. and then june is already uh ratchet and clank and now ff7 remake integrate oh yeah which... this this Woo! is ridiculous because Remake Intergrade comes out one day before Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Why? Ooh, also, oh, Derek, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart comes out the same. Oh, screw you, Ash. <laughs> uh, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart comes out the same day as Guilty Gear Strive. Seven Remake uh, Intergrade comes out the same day as Ninja Gaiden Master Collection. Like the way they're step, like laying on top of each other, and then by the end of June, that's when Legend of Mana comes out as well as Mario right, Golf Super Rush. Yep. Oh, Mario Golf. We have so much veins. to play. And as Vedran Hotik reminds us, uh, there the rumors going around about the, the great Ace Attorney Chronicles coming at some point. Oh, yeah. And I would imagine that would probably be timed somewhere during summer, is my guess. Uh, yeah, there's yeah. What, what did happen to there not being that much coming out in the next few months? Now there's everything coming out. I know. 
By the way, I love that uh, No More Heroes 3 comes out on the 27th because Kena comes out on the 24th. So Right. That's, that's one competitor down, <laughs> at least. I know. Yeah, sorry. I, I would I would burn every other review copy to the ground to play No More Heroes 3. I just, <laughs> I don't blame it, you. Is, it is my number one most anticipated game this year. You know, I, I think if, if we – I know some people asked if we could do – since Derek and I have been joking about, you know, like settling it in Smash or some other game to decide who gets to review Kena. If we can get two copies from them, I think we'd be down for a co-review. Like, oh, yeah. I, I would be down for that. It's just a matter of whether we get two copies or not. I publishing Kena. Is it SIE? You know, I don't actually good... know who's publishing uh, Let Kena. me see if I can find out. Hold on. I mean, looking at the homies at right Sony now. are, are usually quite kind. But... Developed and published by Ember Lab. Yeah. Who the hell is Umberland? The yeah, developer, the guys who um, did that whole thing. Uh, well, I'm uh, I'm looking. Them oh, up they partnered right. with Sony Interactive Entertainment, so it's a console exclusive deal, right? So, so it'll well, either be Ember Lab or Sony handling the codes. Yeah, uh, I would imagine. Yeah. I would imagine in this case it would probably be Sony. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, my guess. That's my guess. Yeah, it's kind of been showcased there quite a bit. And... Yeah, I'm not sure. God, that game is gorgeous. Just looking it, it up, really I'm like, is. I want to so play excited. this now. Like, I'm I'm with you guys. Oh, hey, I got an email address. I can I can deal with this. Okay, cool. <laughs> I'll talk to <laughs> Ember Lab tonight. T- we have a lot of time. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah, I, I have worth. a few indie contacts, but Ember Labs is not one of them. Yeah, I've, I've I think never they just got formed for Kena because they did that whole um, Majora Majora's Mass Fame film first. Oh, right, they did do that. Mm-hmm. Forgot about that. Um, man, I am, I'm, uh, the year's looking pretty good. Just need, uh, I, time to review, to play them all. <laughs> That's I still the can't part. get over the fact that the deluxe edition of Kena for PS5 is 50 bucks. <laughs> like, right. What okay. the hell? That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's probably gonna be, I'm gonna guess that's gonna be a six to 10 hour game. I agree. It's probably gonna be relatively mm-hmm. short, but. Mm-hmm. Hey, if it's fun, it's fun. Yeah. I got over my whole thing as a teenager where it's like, oh, it's only six hours. I'm not going to buy it. No, if anything, that's a that's a blessing these days when something's a little shorter. Oh, uh, Jenny G says apparently Kena isn't getting a physical copy. Really? I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, honestly. for self-published like, for the most part. Yeah. With, with budget titles like this, you see them go digital more and more. I'm, I'm just curious about I, – I agree with you, Derek. I think that this is probably a shorter – than average game and, and that's why they're charging because it's it's definitely not like they skimped on the visual presentation the game is one of the best looking games I've ever seen mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. It, it speaks to the fact that it probably is like a six seven hour kind of game something meant to be just played through once and enjoyed and and not really picked back up again um, yeah I imagine that if it really takes off we might see limited run or, or special reserve or someone do a do a limited physical print but that's right. the way these things tend to go these days. Plus, it right. costs so much less to publish if you're only doing digital. <laughs> right, exactly. Right. Um, well, actually, speaking of uh, interesting things coming out, hopefully soon, um, we got a uh, trailer for a, a gameplay trailer for Fantasian, which is the new st- thing, new title from Mistwalker that unfortunately is coming to Apple Arcade first. And... Um, Hopefully it gets ported to other things. But related to Fantasian, uh, 
hinting at health issues, uh, composer Nobuo Uematsu, who you, of course, know from Final Fantasy, says his last full soundtrack might be Fantasian just because of his his health. Um, oh, so That's so sad to hear. Yeah, apparently, I didn't realize this, but apparently Uematsu has been suffering from some sort of undefined health issues for a while. and so Yeah, ever was, since th- yeah. September 2018, it looks like. Right. So I guess there was some uh, some mystery as to whether, or uncertainty as to whether Oimatsu would even be able to compose Fantasia at all. And uh, apparently he is, but this may be his final full soundtrack that he ever composes, which... This sucks, man. I don't. I don't want. I don't want my gaming legends to get old and <laughs> sick. And this sucks. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, let's be real. This uh, this hints at something a lot more morbid than just being sick. I mean, when when you take time off, years yeah. off because you're sick, and then you say this is my last gig. I, I hate to say it, but the uh, the implication there is very grim. No, you're right. At least let's hope retirement is what actually is happening. Um, yeah, absolutely. It, yeah. it doesn't mean by any stretch that he for sure is, is you know, that the worst is, is to come. But it does not bode Man, well he, either. He really does have such a good uh, working relationship with Sakaguchi, though, because he does so many of the Miss Walker ga- uh, he does. games. He yeah. does. Um, and uh, apparently the Fantasian, despite being an Apple Arcade exclusive... Uh, is using a 60-piece orchestrated soundtrack. So, wow. Wow. You know, it's it's cool. funny They're going all out for this game. about this, and I, I said I wasn't really inclined to pick it up, but, I mean, if it's Uematsu's last soundtrack, that honestly I, makes Did a you see the more recent trailer where they talked about how the gameplay works? No, I did And showed off a bit more? Um, it honestly looks really impressive, what they've pulled off here it does actually. uh and the effects on it and the gameplay systems uh are pretty interesting as well because you can apparently forget, it's been a while since i watched a trailer but there's an option in the game that uh allows you to stock uh random battles that you go through so you'll you basically turn them off you're not encountering them and then you can choose to go into a different mode where you take on those battles that that you just sort of shirked off for now but it's one massive battle oh dude that sounds badass that's kind of cool actually yeah and the the way you have their spells work they have like arcs to them and whatnot so you even it kind of behooves you to do that because you can hit more of them at a time so it's not like you're out of uh like outnumbered or anything like that it's just dealing with more of them uh, at uh one time it's it's very unique and god this needs to be on something other than apple arcade (laughs) I know, I know. Uh, or yeah, or just mobile. I mean, it's it's the same issue with Ever Crisis, right? It's like I want to play this game so much, but on anything but mobile. I mean, and I'll play it on mobile. I will, mm-hmm. and I'll play Fantasia on mobile too because this is something I would like to experience for myself. But God, I wish I could play it on a console. I just, I do. Yeah, Ugh. but. I, I love it when RPGs uh, go out of their way to kind of switch up random encounters in, in new and unique ways. Not just letting them turn, not just letting you turn them on or off or skip them, but you know, like this idea. That's a really cool idea. Letting you stock battles and then fight one large battle uh, instead. Uh, same thing with like Bravely Second. That game uh, had a system where you could string together encounters and basically like get experience multipliers by getting certain bonuses and battles and, and stringing encounters together, allowing you to grind super quickly. 
And as I, as I understand, that's a, a version of that system does make its return in Brave Default 2, but I think it's locked behind an item, from what I understand. I haven't played mm. the game yet, so okay. I can't say for sure. But I love it when, when RPGs find a way to, like, at, inject some uniqueness and, and creativity into the whole idea of random encounters. Yeah. Agreed. Man, I just signed up for Apple Arcade hoping that I could find Fantasia on there only to find out it's not on Apple Arcade yet. I remember yeah, we discussed it, I, another it game. Did, yeah, it didn't release yet. There's there's other games, but... Uh, yeah. There was another yeah. game we talked about recently that I think is on Apple Arcade, and I was like, oh, I'm not going to pick it up because of that, and hmm. the chat roasted me for it. Now I can't remember I'm what it was. I'm not sure which one. I'm not oh, sure well. either. I know I know the only reason I ever signed up for Apple Arcade was because of Shantae, the first part of Shantae yeah, 5. Yeah, same here. Uh, and then but I I've canceled to... my thing, and I guess I, I think you only get one free trial, so yep. yeah. much for Fantasian. Um, but uh, I, I think the last bit of news that I personally want to cover on here uh, that, so that came up, uh, just speaking of RPGs, uh, Bandai Namco dropped a new Tales of Arise trailer. It exists, and more info is coming this spring, though I've seen people who follow the game a lot more closely say that uh, the this trailer... It doesn't really show any new footage. It's just oh, really? sort of like, okay. hey, remember this game exists and it's uh, more information is coming soon. So uh, it, it definitely uh, changes up the feel of Tales mm-hmm. compared to all the ones I've seen. It sure seems to. And th- there seems to be, I, I don't follow Tales super closely. Like I've played Symphonia and Vesperia. I liked them, but I'm not like a hardcore Tales fan. But just from a distance, there seems to be more hype surrounding Tales of Arise, like more anticipation and more hype surrounding Tales of Arise than there has been for any new Tales game in quite a while, I feel. I yeah. agree with that. Mm-hmm. I can't say gorgeous. why that is for sure, but yeah, it looks beautiful. I'm watching the trailer right now. Mm-hmm. Even if it isn't new footage, it looks great. Like, wow. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know why exactly it, 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 that is the case surrounding Tales of Arise, but at least within the context of its own series, but it does seem as though there is a level of anticipation for this game that there maybe isn't uh, reserved for every single new Tales of release. It might be because it feels like it's been a while since the last Tales game, because I feel like that this is a series of RPGs that comes out pretty uh, regularly. At least mm-hmm. it felt that way from the outside. I don't know what it was like for actual fans. Um, let me take a look here real quick. Okay, well, it's actually been since 2016 since there's been a new Tales game. But uh, uh, before that, it was like uh, 2015, 2012, 2011. So they they typically have one to two year breaks. Five years is a pretty long wait. Yeah, Yeah, right. Huh. So, yeah. Um, One other thing I would like to mention here, just because I know both Steve and I have played this game. And and this is just, this is weird, man. So... (laughs) Remember Marvel's Avengers, that that cool Destiny uh, stuffed game? Oh, yeah. So this is weird. So people have already been complaining that there's a lot of grinding in Avengers, right? And there is. But even based on the little of it that I played, it felt like there was. Uh, but Crystal Dynamics has now said there's an update coming to Avengers on March 18th that adds even more grinding by exp- by increasing the level of the number of experience points you need to level up past level 25. So anything past 25, it's going to take you even longer to hit those new levels than it already does. And and Crystal Dyna- yeah. Dynamics has gone so far as to warn players: if you want your level ups, get them in now. Like grind now because it's about to get harder. Why? Yeah. <laughs> People are oh. already complaining. Why? You, you, you know, um, 
Final Fantasy fourteen had a much longer, uh, like more quests. They trimmed quests after so, uh, how many years? I think like in twenty eighteen or twenty nineteen, just because like yeah, we don't need all these extra ones. They're just mindless. Like go here, do this, go here. nothing that really advanced the story. So they trimmed it to make it quicker for you to get to the really good content. Um, but I guess Marvel Avengers doesn't really have good content to get to, so they're like, we're just going to make this last longer for you. Right. Yeah. This just, is yeah. This is the dumbest shit. It's this, so dumb. This, I don't get it. This comes from they they have to be hurting for like whatever their content update pipeline is for this game has to be broken because mm-hmm. the only reason I can think that you would do this is okay. We just don't have the time or ability right now to introduce more quests or new characters so we have to find a way to extend people's playtime and someone was like why don't you just give less experience and everyone's like why would you do that and they're like I already hit the button it's fine we're doing it <laughs> just, it sucks man because I mean imagine what could have been with, with the Avengers this could have been the mm-hmm. ultimate power fantasy right like if they had made the Avengers game that everybody wanted without Destiny grinding loot box shit in it. I mean, because as Steve and I have said, the core gameplay, like the main campaign, enjoyable. Enjoyable. Yeah. Straight up. It's it's when everything else gets put, shoved into it that it starts to lose its luster. And, and not just lose its luster, but get really, really grindy and just not fun. It's just a shame because they have this incredible license and they were so close. But then they just, for whatever the reason, the powers that be demanded that it be a loot box style grind fest like in destiny and i just don't understand why when you have the avengers of yeah. all licenses Ugh. yeah i mean it's... very few games start out with characters people give a shit about right and they had <laughs> point. that and they're like hey how can we ruin it uh i, I want to point out real quick because there is another depressing piece of news that you would would be atypical for me not to be happy about um, Angel Martinez in the chat mentioned that Bandai also announced Kakarot DLC, um, oh, yeah. along with Gogeta for Fighter Z, which I think was uh, Super Saiyan for Gogeta, and more yes. DLC for Xenoverse Two. And I'm not happy, which is weird because y'all know how much I fucking love Dragon Ball. But right? The Why game, are you not happy? The game is called Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, and I feel oh. like that is a really something that Bandai Namco lost sight of. Because mm-hmm. it's the Trunks story. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it's it's future Trunks oh, yeah. fighting the androids. Bitch, what the fuck? <laughs> I didn't buy Dragon Ball Trunks. Also, well, everybody loves that, future Trunks. I get that future Trunks is cool. And if the game were a general Dragon Ball Z game, I'd be down. But this is Goku's game. Like, this is just supposed yeah. to be Goku. And there's still a bunch of shit they haven't told. Like, the last DLC put us at the fight with golden frieza goku just got super saiyan blue i mean you've got the tournament of power you've well, got yeah. well there you go there's right there if you want future trunks why don't you adapt goku black yeah i was gonna say you got goku black you could get future mm-hmm. trunks that way uh you've got the tournament of power you could get ultra instinct you could you could give almost everybody but trunks a little bit of shine in the tournament of power and then you've got the Moro arc, which is still go well, which just wrapped up in the manga, which would be dope to see in some kind of video game form. I just don't know why they decided to mine one of the earliest stories of Dragon Ball Z when they were working chronologically forward. It, it just doesn't right. make any sense. And it gotta also go for just, that fan favorite, I guess. <laughs> like, why why do we introduce a new character now? I don't know. 
It's fucking dumb. <laughs> I, I, that said, I did say did see um, uh, Super Saiyan Four Gogeta uh, in uh, the gameplay of him. Uh, I think if you get there, his, his max special in the game, he gets an instant kill. They showed oh, it wow. off on the stream. I saw really? it on Twitter. Uh, it's an instant kill. They showed him unleashing this. Like he did a taunt that raised it up and unleashed it on a party that had completely full health. Every character wiped them all out. Instant win. That's awesome. That's so ridiculous. Gogeta's ridiculous. I feel like that's probably going to piss off some people who are concerned about balance. I've mostly seen people really happy. (laughs) Okay. I mean, to be fair, it probably requires an absurd amount of time to charge. Like more than any. That's true. Yeah, that seems to be the case if I had to guess. Right. Uh, So now I think there is. I first noticed it where um, it's a debate like, okay, who's better, Ultra Instinct Goku or Super Saiyan 4 Gogeta? (laughs) Man, Man, that gets into this whole GT versus super canonical lore shit that right. I don't think the internet is ready for. But I'm just going to say the Super Saiyan 4 gets smoked. That's that's just how it Uh-oh. is. Oh. Fighting words. All right, hold Literally. up. Hold up. We can do some math. All right? So if if you pull out your Dragon Ball YouTuber math real quick, uh-huh. the, the multiplier for Ozaru is 10 times. You get 10 times stronger when you become an Ozaru. Super Saiyan gives you 50 times so technically by the time you're a golden ozaru which is just an ozaru transformed into super saiyan you should be about 500 times more powerful than you were then super Mm -hmm. saiyan 4 comes in i don't know that there's an official calculation for that to google (laughs) as is (laughs) before power increase Mm -hmm. let's see the konzenshu says it's anywhere between 50 and 400 times more powerful uh-huh. I don't know, but I'm just saying, if you're going one, two, three, then there's God above that, and apparently you can hurt opponents in God form that can one-shot you when you're Super Saiyan 3, and then Blue is above that. And then <laughs> Ultra Instinct is so far beyond uh, Super Saiyan Blue form that you mm-hmm. can you can one-hit KO people who punched a hole through your fucking chest <laughs> when, when you transform into that. I think it's a little more powerful than furry monkey form. That's all I'm saying. Hey, fair, fair enough. enough. I will I will take your word for it, man. <laughs> I uh what Taniac said to Steve, have you considered working for Screw Attack? And I have to agree, you would be a great death battle researcher. <laughs> <laughs> Goku versus as everybody. Long, as long as you yeah. put me on all the Goku episodes. Nice. I will I will I will await your call, Craig from Screw Attack. Yeah. I yeah. have to imagine you were pretty upset about the, the Goku versus Superman episode. Yeah. That sucked. <laughs> oh, that did suck. I agree. Me, that was me such, and my yeah. me and my brother used to have these constant debates because he was Team Superman and I was clearly Team Goku. Have been, and uh, he he'd always pull out some some dumb American comic book shit that Superman did. Like, well, in this one side story, Superman lived on the sun and he had like a throne on the sun and he lived there for generations because he absorbs. <laughs> He absorbs power through the sun's rays, and that's what makes him more powerful. And he's, he's closer to it; he can become eternal. And I used to, <laughs> I used to troll my brother so badly. Just, I mean, I was put it in reference. I was eleven. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so let's just be clear because I'm not proud of where I went with this argument. Oh my god! Uh oh. I would, I would ask him to explain to me, like biologically, how Superman absorbs 
sun rays, right? And he's like, I don't know. It's just like Kryptonian biology. And I'm like, do you think he maybe has like a second sun butthole? Like, it's just... <laughs> oh, my <laughs> the, God. The oh, sun's man. rays filter through a second anus that only Kryptonians have. And he's oh, like, that doesn't happen. I'm like, can you prove it, though? <laughs> can you, God. Where's the proof that he does not have a second? Butt? I love how you and Eleven oh, was doing. Can you prove it? I love how you're you're placing the burden of proof on him. That is the ultimate troll. Yeah. Until Jim Lee um, comes out and says that he does not have a second butthole, I will forever believe that that is the source of Superman's power. <laughs> I, I mean, I think Death Battle was pulling out stuff where it's like, uh, you know, the... the the Silver Age stuff, which is just ridiculous for all superheroes, where I think Superman was literally pulling planets into different orbits. Speaking of, of ridiculous like superhero conversations, so as I've mentioned before, uh, every Monday night I get together with two of my best buddies on Discord. We play some games, usually Fall Guys, who was Scott Pilgrim last week. But uh, we, got into, we got into a really heated debate last week because my my one friend was trying to convince the other two of us and my wife who happened to be nearby so she, he was trying to convince the three of us that storm as in the x-men or the x-woman storm is not uh nearly as powerful as people make her out to be she's doesn't matter if canonically she's an omega class mutant that she's not that powerful and even the punisher could body storm what? The storm wouldn't have a chance against the Punisher. The no. Okay, that's just as ridiculous <laughs> to you both as it is to as it was to all of us, right? Like, how? What? Oh yeah. Right. Okay. I just want to make okay. sure. Yeah. No. How do you? How do you ever even try to make any argument that the Punisher of all characters could body I mean, if storm? He, he didn't say her and didn't like not full on fight, but. But if yeah. he sniped, even if he sniped her, she could hide inside a tornado. And then, and I made yeah. that point, by the way, and he said, well, a tornado isn't going to stop a bullet. Yes, it is. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> what? Of course it is. And I was like, at the very least, it's going to change its, its trajectory, if not outright stop it. Uh-huh. And he was just making the, he kept digging in and we're all like, dude. Take the L, man. Anybody who's ever trying to convince anyone that Storm would get bodied by the Punisher, you need to uh, right. sit down and take that L, man. Come on. You can't Come even on. make the excuses you can with Batman with the Punisher. But Batman has money, at least. It can pull off this crap. Punisher just <laughs> right. has more guns. Yeah. The Punisher is essentially a Republican without a red hat. Yeah. But... <laughs> a hobo with a gun. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Derek Alotovich says, this reminds me of a skinny friend that was convinced he could take on a lion in a fight. <laughs> what? what? I'm assuming he lost. Better. Well, hopefully he didn't try. Hopefully he didn't, he didn't test that theory. Jesus. Oh, my God. I, I, love, I love that we all have this one delusional friend in our lives. Yeah. <laughs> that just has these wild-ass theories about weird shit. I, uh... Yeah, I, I would say my brother and I going through Superman was probably the, the wild... Well, one of the wilder things that my brother and I would argue about. But, yeah, it's... Uh, right. I I remember once knowing someone who said they could pick a person up by their wrist and their ankle and, like, just swing them through the air. And I was like, is this person you're proposing you're going to do that to, like, a baby? <laughs> and they're like, no, man, I could pick up a full-grown man and do that. I'm, no, you can't. Uh-huh. <laughs> you absolutely can't. You would be the strongest right. human being on earth if you could uh-huh. pick up someone from dead weight and spin them like you're in Tekken. I was like, that's not going to happen. <laughs> that's oh exactly. my god. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, oh, I, I just I love those in, incredibly nerdy conversations because even though they are that nerdy when there is just a such a one sided argument, it's like, yeah, I realize how nerdy this all sounds coming out of my mouth. But you are so wrong that I have to I tell know. you your wrongness <laughs> compels me to talk more. Yeah. Uh, I'm either not way leave until you admit you're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. He did. He did eventually admit that he was wrong. He's like, okay, I guess. I guess you all have presented me with enough with enough evidence that the Punisher could not beat Storm. And I'm like, we shouldn't have needed to pre- present you with any evidence. You should know this. That just that just reminds me of Duncan Rampo, uh, where Hero, like, you start off the one thing where it's like, all right, how do we know uh, this character isn't dead? Isn't the mm-hmm. isn't the victim? Meanwhile, the character he's saying might be dead is standing there alive in the courtroom. And you right. have to prove to him that he's actually – they're dead. They're, they're right. alive. It's like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. I, I just like to remind people that uh, you know, whenever we start talking about Marvel power levels and stuff, hey, NVC Infinite Story Mode may have been crappy and not very good, but it did establish that X is canonically the only character who's powerful enough to handle all six Infinity Stones other than Thanos and Iron Man. Just wanted <laughs> to put that go. out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. With that, I think we've covered all the major headlines from today's news, as well as plenty of other off-topic things that we just <laughs> wanted to talk about. A lot of those. But before we sign off, we have to give a special thanks to all of our patrons, uh, whether you're at the you know $1 tier or the highest tier. You all you all mean the wor- world to us. Uh, but of course, an extra special thank you to those at the producer tier for helping to make this show happen. In addition, a massive, massive thank you to our patrons at the executive producer tier and above. And those fine folks include Jared Edinger, Brandon, Bo- Brandon Bovia, Rob Arman X, Dan and Twistle, Z Patty, Hyrule Hermit, Sky Blue Flames, uh, Adam O'Sullivan, Richard Herrera, Michael Phone, Floating Mew, Echo Carroll, Christopher, The D-Pad, Vesmio, Waffle King, Nick Waterman, Kitty Kong Fax, Angel Martinez, Vedron Hotik, Macalau, John, Joshua Hunter, Evernight Studio, Benny Yao, Shadow the Cat, Alicia, Azran127, Ken Roulet09, Jake Pelka, Geller, Shiny Turkey, Joseph Rutkin, Titus Malvolio, Char- Charlie Bird, Lucky Wonderfish, Top Dog 23100, uh, Young Ben Kenobi, Charles Zaz, Douglas Comics, Andrew Medeiros, RMM, Brady Power, Phantom 23, Scott Barber, Patrick Harrison, Becca, Fizzy Wakoid, Rocks the Cat, Loyal, Loyal Dingo, Flaming Highwayman, Sean Garrett, The Legend of Groose, Eddie B, Kai Ed, Kit Fisto, West Egg, Master Links, Sean Davis, Deaneth, Jackson Jordan, Michael McCall, Matthew Wong, Ashish Joshi, Goron Amber, Straight Lace, Hooby, Wolf X Blake and Moon Macarons, Kane, Captain Finlandia, 60 Minutes in 60 Seconds, The Game Orb, Dano the Artist, Synchro Lord, Brainchild, Rosa Bowling, Hi Mom, <laughs> Darkumi87, The Flying Tacos, Scuff196, Skull Kid Tiger, AJB Cool, Chip Damage Mike, Jason Uloa, and our new uh, executive producers, Jaden Buck, who upgraded to it, and Phantom Project, who is brand new. Thank you all Woo! so, so, 
so much. EP Holy crap. Thank you gang. so much. Yeah. Hell yes. Thank you. Thank you very much. And uh, Wataniac, yes, I, we've got, I've gotten the DDR question. I live on the fifth floor. I can't play any DDR, unfortunately. So, yeah. <laughs> and remember that you too can become a patron over at patreon.com slash gvgaming, where you can watch today's news tonight live for as little as $5 a month. Thank you all so much for watching. And if you like this video, be sure to subscribe to Good Vibes Gaming for more good times like these. Until next time, good night, good vibes. Bye, everybody. Bye, Bye everyone. <laughs>